If you have your Bibles, I, I want you to go ahead and open up to Hebrews chapter 13. And um, I've got a word tonight, and, um, and I feel like it's been developing all day. So praise God, it's good, it's good. Thank you, worship team. Praise God, and uh, thank you if you're, uh, if you're with us online. Um, you know, share the broadcast, and, and make sure you go to uh, King's, King's uh, Chapel, West Virginia page, and, and like our Facebook page. You know, one of the things we found out, you know, just recently, you know, we've been working, uh, you know, we're working on our technology stuff, but one of the things that we're doing is, um, you know, we're getting our broadcast out to a lot of different groups now, and uh, some people even in Hawaii as well as our podcast. And so this is a great opportunity as a church plant for us to be able to share with the community, you know, who we are, what we're doing, why we're here. And, uh, you know, we'll be updating that. So even if you're watching online, be sure and, you know, like our Facebook page. Go, go like that. You know, share this information. It's important to do that. So, uh, yeah, praise God. If you, if you don't care to do that, that will be a big help to us. And uh, I'm going to get into the Word uh, first, and then we'll take up the tithe and offering at the end of service today. But if you have your Bibles, let's go to Hebrews chapter 13. Verse 8, I want to start there. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strengths come from God's grace, not from rules about food, which do not help those who follow them. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. I pray, God, that may, may we catch a, a, a greater glimpse of faith in the very essence of faith that you place on the, on the inside of us. May our spirit man, may the inner man, uh, grab a hold of the things of faith in this hour. Lord, we know that you're the same. Uh, you, you were the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're the same. You do not change. So, Father, I pray, may we stay steadfast, Lord, in seeking you, and, Lord, in inquiring of you. May, may we just humbly... <laughs> God, just knowing that your grace is real and sufficient for us, may we, may we just grab a hold of this thing called faith. May we be strengthened in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is good. He is a, he is a good God. If you don't know that... Um, uh, hopefully by the end of this broadcast you'll know. Hopefully if you're sitting here tonight you'll know how good God is. Because see, we serve a good God. We serve a good God. You know, I, I, I wondered on this scripture this week, and I've meditated on this scripture, and, and um, you know, one of the things that I, you know, maybe even at the beginning part of this that I want to say to the church is that we don't have to go looking for some new Jesus. We don't have to go looking for some new uh, ideology in Christianity. We don't have to go uh, thinking about something new that Jesus hasn't already done. And, you know, and maybe that was the message that got stirred up in my spirit this week because this guy called Jesus, this, this man that died 2,000 years ago, he died for you and me. And, you know, unfortunately what we're finding out is that even in a culture like today, you know, being a new church plan and being here, even for a, a period of a year, one of the things we found out, people don't, they've not heard the gospel message. They've not heard about Jesus Christ. They have a fundamental belief of God, but they've not heard about Jesus and what Jesus has done for them. And so that, that's why it's important that even as a church plant, I mean, you know, we talk about souls. Souls are important. That's the currency of heaven. Amen. But see, souls are important to God. You know, the next phase in, 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 in every phase we move into will be to disciple people, to get them into the house of God so we can raise people up so people aren't lost and people aren't going to hell. Because, see, there is a real hell. And, you know, and we can't skirt around this, this idea that there's not a real hell. See, Jesus, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. It, it, and understand that this isn't some new, this isn't some new age something. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't what we so much make it. You know, it's like what Pastor Miranda said. Just because you got a Jesus bumper sticker, it doesn't make you a Christian. Because you got a fish on the back of your car doesn't make you a Christian. There is nothing wrong with that stuff, but it doesn't make you a Christian. I, I was driving to Clarksburg many years ago, and I, and I seen a, a Christian bumper sticker on the back of a car, 
And somebody had cut that person off. And when I got to the light, that person that had the, the bumper sticker had their finger out the window, cussing and screaming. So do you understand, just because you, just because you look like a Christian that doesn't mean that you, that you have Jesus, the very essence of God living on the inside of you. Now, I'm going to tell you that we all, can, we all can fault. We all can say things that maybe we need to repent of. Amen. And, I, and I, I'm one of those guys. I've said some things, you know, and God would hit me and he would say, you know, you need to repent. You, you need to repent or you need to seek forgiveness. You need to, Lord, forgive me for what I just said. Or, Lord, forgive me. You know, my, my motives might have been wrong in some situation. So that's what I do. I repent, but I want you to understand that Jesus is the same. He died 2,000 years ago for, for, for the church and for, for human, for, for every human. So we don't have to go around looking for a new Jesus. He is the same. You know, Luke 17, 23, and, and, you know, and just as a caution and a reminder, and just even, even this scripture, and I just want to read this passage real quick, and it says, And they will say to you, look here or look there. Do not go after them or follow them. And what they're talking about is people that in the last days are going are gonna to say, this is where Jesus is at. This is, go follow them. And I'm going to tell you, you've got to be, you've got to have things already established in your spirit that there is only one way. You know, I heard a, a pastor friend of mine preaching today, and he was talking about, you know, false prophets, and he was talking about people that preach a false gospel. You'll know them because they don't give credit to Jesus. Their, their, their finger never points towards heaven, recognizing that a sign, a wonder, or a miracle, or a healing, or salvation, it, it comes through Jesus, not through, not through man. It's like this thing called faith. It comes from God. It doesn't come, it, you know, it, it doesn't come from man. And so that's why God has given us, each and every one of us, a mustard seed of faith. That's why we, as the body of Christ, that's why, and I'm, I'm not going to my closing yet, but that's why it's important that we exercise faith. And see, a lot of, you know, and, and I, you know, I've been on this, you know, and I'm going to keep coming at this thing even tonight around faith because we, I, I feel like a lot of times we don't grasp or get the knowledge of faith, that, the kind of faith that God wants us to walk in and have. Because, you know, it, it's... You know, you know, the thing with faith versus fear, you, you see that so much everywhere you go. Go shopping. Spend, spend any amount of time to go shopping. And, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not upset with people, but people are walking in fear. You can see it in their eyes. It's in their Fear is established and it's rooted in their eyes. They walk in fear. And I'm going to tell you, that's not what God called us to walk in. He has called us to walk in faith. Uh, and I'm telling you, it, it's impossible. Just know this. It is impossible to please God without faith. So we have to walk in, in faith. We have to walk in the elements of faith. And, th and, I, and, you know, and the reason, this isn't a new message. Jesus is the same. He is the same. He doesn't change. And see, this gospel, it doesn't change. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful that we have this gospel. Amen. Your strength comes from faith in God. And if you're taking notes, you can, you can jot that down. But your faith comes from strength in God. But I want to talk about tonight the, the, the very essence of faith and where faith comes from, where it's birthed inside of you. Because, see, we know that faith comes by hearing. It's important that we hear the gospel. We hear the gospel of Jesus Christ preached. It's, it's how faith gets built up in us. And we know that, you know, faith is, the faith is right? We, we've covered that. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So we know we're getting a definition of faith. Faith. We're getting a clear definition of faith. But I, I want you to understand, it's, it's not like a, a philosophical issue. You know, and I, and I know I stress this a lot, but, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they miss the, the, the very essence of faith because they want to understand it in their mind. Oh, you mean this? No. Faith, I mean, I'm telling you, faith gets birth here, here. And I want to show you that tonight. I want to show you where faith gets birth from because it's, it's the very essence of God working through us. It's the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the Holy Spirit moving in us, manifesting in us to be able to see the impossible become the possible. And see, that's what faith is. It's why we take the time. You know, it's why we take the time to pray five, six days a week. It's why we pray because we believe in faith that God is hearing our prayers. You know, it, it's why we don't back down. It's why we continue to confess that, you know, we make good confession. 
It's by confession, it's by faith, confession that one's saved. We know that. It's, it's the very beginning stages of salvation. But I'm telling you, they're, they're, it's, it's deeper. I'm telling you, it's deeper. It's deeper. Amen. Amen. You know, you know I just, it's not a philosophical issue. It's a, it's a spiritual thing. You know, and, and, and see, that's where, that's where I, and I'm telling you, I've missed it in my own life thinking that that's what faith, faith was. The more I, if I read more, I would get more faith. Faith will help. You know, it'll help to read. But there is nothing like believing God for something to the place where, you know what, I'm going to believe God for my healing. Amen. I, I might wait. I might have to wait for three weeks. I might have to wait three But I'm going to contend for healing. And see, a lot of times people get, you know, they get on that bus with faith, and they'll ride that bus for a day. I'm being real here, okay? I'm going to be, they'll, they'll ride it for uh, two days, maybe three. Maybe somebody will ride it for two weeks, three weeks. And then, and then they'll, oh, you know, I just, I tried. I tried. Yeah, I remember a guy coming to me one time. He said, you know, man, I'm believing in faith for a car. Praise God. You know, it's a, it's a good thing to believe for. You know, I have, I'm having faith for a vehicle. And, uh, you, you know, I remember running into this guy a month later. I said, I said, you got a new car. Man, praise God. Tell me about it. You were believing the Lord for faith and faith for this, for this car. Well, yeah, let me tell you. You know, I went down to the, 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 the car store, and I don't know which one. It was in Partersburg somewhere. And he said, you know, they had these interest rates. You know, and I, I financed this car, and I, I, I thought you were believing the Lord in faith for a car. Well, I was believing the Lord in faith for a car, but, but you know, this was such a good deal. And, 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 and you know, and so just, just understand what you, what you place yourself around, what you, what you listen to, what you hear, what you establish yourself in, is, is a lot of times where you're, is, is where you're going to be. I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with going and getting a car. But see, don't waver in your faith. It, that's the message around that. Don't waver in your faith. Don't, don't try to take two positions. And see, that's one of the things that you see people doing now. They're, they're taking two positions. I, you know, they're, they're, well, I believe like you. But their actions don't follow up like they believe like you. I, I believe like you. I believe the church should be meeting. However, this is where I, I, I'm on this side. Right? I... I, I Praise God. I'm glad you guys are with me tonight. <laughs> Praise God. And so you have to, you know, understand that faith, you can't work it up in your head. And see, that, that's what I'm talking about tonight is like this operation of faith. A lot of people are just, they're just in their head. Why? Well, I believe, I believe, I believe. But their actions don't dictate their belief. And so I'm going to tell you that you can believe and you can hold fast to the promises of God. You, you can stand upon what the Word of God says. Above my words tonight, hear what I'm saying. You as a believer can stand upon the promises of God for yourself. Above, above what Pastor Bats is saying tonight, you yourself can believe upon the promises of God. You can believe God for whatever you want to believe God for. Amen? Amen. And you know, I want to say this. What you put yourself around in faith is, is where you align yourself. And most people, they, you know, like I said, I'm not saying this is where people miss it, but people can miss it here. What you align yourself around with faith is, is, is exactly what you will become. You know, you know, I remember my dad when I was younger. My, my dad, you know, didn't say a lot, but, you know, there were times that my dad was, you know, my, my dad was kind of a unique guy, but you know, he, he lied about his age to go to the military when he was like 16 and a half, 17. You know, he, he, went, he went it to... To, he was around during the Vietnam era, and, and but you know my dad didn't always say a lot. But you know I always remember my dad saying, you know you're 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 going to be what you're around. You're as good as the company you keep. And that always stuck to me. It always stuck in my mind. And you know I remember in high school at points where I was maybe running with the wrong crowd. And you know what my dad would say, son. You're going to be a leader. You're going to be a follow. You're going to be as good as the company you keep. And you know what, Dad? Dad was right. And I, but the, I want to say the same thing. It's a, the same thing around faith. What you believe and what you put in you is, is exactly where you're going to align yourself. I mean, you know, we, we've got a church in Maui that's fighting to meet every week. And I, that's faith. So I, I know where we're aligned. We've got pastors preaching off of uh, off of scaffolding. I, I know where, I, you know, doing everything they can do to keep the church assembled to, to meet. 
because we recognize the importance of, of church meeting together. You know, even today, this morning, I mean, you know, as somebody comes into our church, they get healed. Praise God. See, that, that happens because the church assembles together. The church meets. And I'm, I'm not, I don't even want to go there necessarily, but what you're around, what you place yourself around is, is truly where you're going to align yourself. You know, so, so be encouraged. I, I want to tell you, be encouraged to be in faith. Be in, be, be in like faith. You know, it's, it's so critical. It's so important. I, you know, we've had you know, numerous people being in a church plant for over a year. You get a lot of people flowing in and out. You know, I, I realize even from the very beginning, you know, we're, we're not, we're, you know, not everybody will land here that walks through our door. And, you know, I get that. I understand that. But I always, you know, always encourage people, even if people are leaving, you know, please hear my heart. Find a, find a place where you can be, where you can establish yourself in, in faith. And, you know, I always tell be a giver. I don't wherever you end up, be a giver. Don't, don't not give because the blessing is yours. Be a blessing to wherever you're going to land, wherever your feet. But but be in faith. Be like faith with be be like in faith with people. Amen. You know, faith faith is an attraction thing. I, you know, I, I like you know we, we got a library full of books upstairs, and I would say that a lot of them they're they're dead. Many of the people that you know that we not all, but I mean we've got people that we read that are living. Praise God. But but some of the the guys that we read books on or we've read books on that it's in our library people of great faith they're, they're they have passed away and you know and it's likely now that people celebrate you know they're 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 pushing forward in faith you know it's like smith wigglesworth if he was living today you, you think man the media would have a heyday with him huh but now we celebrate him we celebrate the miracles we celebrate him slamming his you know his he slammed his wife up to the wall and and and, and spoke life back into her he did what well that's yes abuse she died she was dead he brought her back to life. Whatever it takes, right? What, what it, see, and see, that's the attitude sometimes with this thing called faith. It's whatever it takes. We have to be in a place that w where we move and where we establish ourselves and where we're rooted, we say, you know, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes in me. Whatever it takes to, to see this thing come out of me. See, faith is an operational force, though. But faith, you know, faith attracts you know, I, 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 love, I love being around people that, like, believe in the Lord for stuff. You know? Because, you know, you, when you see it, it's like, ah, oh, there's something different about them. There's something different about, about, about them. And, you know, it's why, we, it's why we preach the way we preach. It's why we talk about some of the things we talk about. Because, you know, we've seen God move in our own life by taking steps of faith. See, I didn't know, you know, understand the thing with faith, you don't always see it. But when you see it, guess what you got to do? You got to get more faith. Once you see it and once it begins to happen, you never stop and you never quit. And, 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 and oftentimes, oh, I've reached there. No, 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 no. You just, you just touched it. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning of seeing another breakthrough, another miracle, something bigger happening in your life. You know, because, see, we, I, I believe in, in, in my spirit. I believe that it's not, it's not that we ever come to a place where we, where, you know, where I've reached it. I'm at the top and pinnacle. I want to be a better pastor. I want to be a better preacher. Amen? So I have to strive to go after that. I have to study. I have to get into the Word of God. I need the Holy Spirit. I'm going, you know, you want to be a better business person. You, want to, you need the Holy Spirit. You need this operational thing of faith operating in your life. And, you know, faith comes from inside of you. It's not here. It's not in your head. And I want, I want to show you some scriptures around that. Romans 10.10. 10. You know, yeah, just go ahead. Let's go to Romans 10.10. 10. I'm going to read this scripture real quick, and I'm, I'm just going to keep flowing here. Um, Romans 10.10. 10. I'm going to read this out of the NLT. It says, For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it's by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Openly declaring that you are that, openly declaring your faith that you're saved. Now I want to I want to say this because you know my salvation experience 
when I got saved and I said, I, I received Jesus Christ as Lord, I knew, I, when I received Him as Lord of my life, I knew something had happened. I knew something had happened. I knew something on the inside of me was different. But in my mind, I didn't feel saved. I didn't, I, didn't feel like, I didn't feel like a new believer. I didn't feel like necessarily a new Christian. I didn't feel like a new, new creation. You know, I told somebody the other day about, you know, just even about church. You know, uh, that, you know, I couldn't imagine there not being church. I, I, I'm flat out honest with you. If I was newly saved, brand new as a Christian, had been saved under a month, and, and you know, that, that I couldn't go here the gospel of Jesus Christ preached and couldn't be under the presence of the Holy Spirit, I'd have been in trouble. I'd have been a b backslidden. I, I, would have, I would have ran the other way as hard as I could. But see, every time I went to church, I could remember that, that, that process for me and my salvation. I was working it out. I was really, truly working it out. You know, they would play some, uh, that little black box. It sat on the, on the thing, and the pastor would sing, and he would well, and he would, he would sing songs, and I... Didn't matter what he was singing, the Holy Spirit was touching me. I needed that. I needed that thing in my life to stir me up, to stir up faith, for me to move to a place where I could repent, where I could get things right with Jesus. And see that 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 that's uh, you know I've jumped off here a little bit, but it's openly declaring your faith that you are saved. But it's in your heart. Understand, it's in your heart. For it's believing in your heart. See, I believed in my mind. I, I grasped the concept that I, I believed in my mind that I was saved. But it wasn't until, you know, even, even, even much later, even a couple years, that I, when I, you know, what, you know where it changed? I began to serve. I, I began to serve. That's where the, that's where the change occurred. I, I began to no longer be a, 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 you know, everybody here is actively involved. I no longer became a spectator. I, I no longer become a spectator, and I said, God can use me. <laughs> in, my, you know, in my mess of whatever, God can use me. He, he can actually, you know, and so it was like moving into an area of faith that said, God can use me. It's, it's that which is inside of you that gets unlocked, that you can move a mountain. And, you know, uh, the thing about it, it's a simple faith. It's, you know, even as, even as radically as I'm, even, even, as, I, even as I feel, it's, it's, it's a simple faith. It's a simple faith. This is such a simple gospel. So, you know, even these two scriptures, they, they show that, you, you know, the, 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 the force of faith, the spiritual force of faith, it's, it's inside of you. It's the, inner, it's the inner part of you. And, you know, and I know I'm, I'm with people that, that have had to contend or fight in faith for things. 
You move 6,000 miles away from your home, 7,000 miles away from home, you're going to fight. There's going to be a fight. I've done it the other direction. There's going to be a fight. There will be a fight. And, you know, and the thing about it is it's not a fight. It's not a flesh and blood fight. It would be so much easier if you could just go toe-to-toe with somebody. I mean, let's just put the boxing gloves on. Like, I don't care if you knock me out. That's fine. It'll be over. You, you know, but see, that, that's the thing. That's not, that's not the fight of faith that we're, you know, fight the good fight of faith. So it's continual. I, I, would, I would have much rather, you know, when we left to go to Hawaii, we, when we become, I would have much rather sit down with my Christian brothers and let them take punches at my head. And that's the honest truth. Go ahead and just hit me as hard as you want. I'll forgive you and we'll move on. But now you, now you live with the, well, who do they think they are? You know? It, I, I'm, I'm looking at people that know. Because, you know, it, it, there's, there's a fight behind this thing. And I'm telling you, God will reward you. You hear my heart. God will reward you. In this life, in the next to come. And see, you know, it's not, you know, I, I want you to understand, it's not, we, you're not going to wait for a house. God's going to give you a home. Amen. Amen. God, amen. God's going to give you, you're not going to wait for a husband. You're not going to wait for a wife. You're not going to wait for these things. God's going to do it. And I'm telling you, you, you sometimes just got to get, get to that place where that inner, that inner being, that inner feeling, God, I'm contending, and I'm not backing down. And, you know, and that's where I feel like even this frustration is rising up. I'm contending for the church. This isn't, a, you know, this isn't about just us being here. I'm con- you know, we're contending for something much greater. You know, it, I love freedom. I'm contending for something greater than my freedom. <laughs> it, I, I'm, I'm thankful for the Constitution. Of the, I'm contending for something greater than our Constitution. It's called the church. I, because the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. You know why? Because I believe that God has called people in faith to stand, to toe the line. What if there were never a David? It's like what Pastor Miranda said today. What if there were never a Peter? What if there were never a Paul? Barnabas. We wouldn't even have the New Testament. What, what would happen that, you know, when, you know in Acts chapter 9, when, when Saul was blinded, and he, he went to the house, and he received his healing, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and it said immediately he went out. What would happen if he would have never went out? What would happen if he would have said, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go back to being a Jew. This is, too, this is too dangerous. I'm sure God would have called someone else. Yeah, I, you can say all these things. But see, you know, you know, understand that each and every one of us, we all get a shot at this thing called faith. We all get a shot at it. And I'm telling you, we, you, you, know, you can step, you know, you may have, there may have been something that you missed in faith. I missed some things in faith. But it doesn't mean I don't, I, I don't quit contending. I don't, I don't quit moving. I don't quit stepping up and saying, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep working at this thing. I mean, you, you can have a day or two or three. You can have a week that looks like, what just happened? You can, you can move in, in the first three months, five months, six months, feel like, I just want to go home. I just, I just want to go home. It would be so much easier to go home. But faith. Can I tell you? But faith. See, faith contends. Faith doesn't let up. Faith, it's the, it's the thing. It's a very, because see, that's what I'm, you under, get this tonight. Because if you get this, this will help unlock some things in your life. If you can get it out of your head. And so, you know, what you have to do to get things out of your head sometimes is you have to quit listening to all the, all the, all the stuff. All the stuff, all the noise. Well, you know, if you do this or if you do that, someone's always got a 12-step program for you or a 10 or an 8 or a 6. Somebody's always got a program for you on, on how to make your life better. Listen to God. God's not going to steer you wrong. Get around people of faith that are going to help you contend for what it is that you're contending for. Amen? Because, <laughs> listen, if you get around the negativity, and if you get around with people that aren't going to contend in faith, you'll never do it. You'll become, you know, my dad was right. You will become what you're, what you're like and what you're around. You, you will, <laughs> mark my words, you will become what, you, what you're like. Yeah, you know, it's like, <clears throat> you know, it, it's like, you know, prophecy. 
You know, I, I love prophecy. And I, I, love, I love the gift to be released in the body. But a lot of times it's like, you know, a prophecy. You know, it, 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 it'll attract a lot of different things. It'll attract people that are prophetic. And we need prophetic voices. You know, salvation. Uh, sal- salvation. Salvation. <laughs> salvation. You know, a lot of times that'll, that'll attract soul winners. And, you know, see, it's important that, like, what I'm referring back to what you said even today. It's important that we understand there are different functions in the body. We need all this working in faith together. Because once this begins to happen, things blow up. Things blow up. This operational faith, understand that it's, 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 it's what's inside of you. It's, it's here. It's right here inside of you. You can't write off of someone else's faith, though. Hear what I'm, hear what I'm going to tell you. You can't write off someone else's faith. You, you got to dig down. You know, Miranda, I remember the time that, you know, God had called her on a fast in Hana, and uh, she didn't know why she was called on a fast. It was like on a Sunday. And when she went to bed Sunday night, Monday morning, she woke up, she had a lump on her breast, and, and she was like, she didn't feel to tell anybody. All she did was she started her fast. She, she went into a fast. She didn't tell me uh, throughout the course of three or four days. You know, one was because she didn't want to alarm me. She didn't, she didn't want to alarm me. She just began to thank the Lord. She began to took communion, I guess. She, she did things all, all in secret. What she did in secret, God rewarded. There's something to be said about that. What she did in secret, God rewarded. But, but by the end of the week, she had come to me and said, you know, hey, I found a, a, a knot, and uh, I'm believing in faith it's going down. Of course, you know, I'm concerned as her husband. Well, you know, y- 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 you get concerned. And I, I remember at that point, you know, I walked outside and I sat down. And I said, Lord, I know you didn't call us. You didn't call us to the mission field to be faced with, uh, you know, any, any, any sickness or disease. And I got down on my knees and I cried out to God. I cried out to God. It wasn't like, no, I literally cried out to God. I wept before God. God, the last day I was in Hana, I wept for Hana. Everybody was on our patio porch to sleep 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. I walked to the airport. I walked down that hill, and I wept for that community. I cried out for that community. I cried I cry because it's in faith. It's in faith that I believe in God. I believe that people there are going to make heaven. I believe that the work that's been started there that with, with Pastor Jeremy is going to continue to flourish. Amen. I, I, see, I believe that in faith. Because, you know, even when we were here, and, and when Lehow and Mara got here last year this time, we were contending in faith already. We had already been in prayer. Prayer works in faith. Can I tell you prayer works? Because we were already contending three months before they, before they were coming out. Lord, send someone. Send someone to Hana. Send someone to Hana. That was our, that was our plea and cry for our community. Now, I'm praying the same thing for Fairmont. You know, when we started singing that song today about, about every, the, the, the tribes and the nations, I want them here. I, I want to pray those people here. I want Africans. I want Filipinos. I want Mexicans. I want whatever we can, you know, that's what I want. I want to reach those people groups. You know why? Because they can, they can get touched with the gospel. They can get touched here. They can touch their own people. And guess what they can do? They can carry a fire back to their home and then back to here and then back to there. And more people get saved. And even right now, I'm believing for North Korea. Amen? That the gospel of Jesus Christ would land there and spread like a fire. Spread like a fire. I mean, whew, just, man, I feel that. I mean, spread like a fire. I mean, just God breathe. Father, right now, breathe on that country. Breathe on that country. Breathe on North Korea. Lord, from the south, let revival, let show in that revival that's taken place in South Korea. Breathe on North Korea. Lord, that revival would sweep that land and sweep that nation. That millions would come to know Jesus Christ in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we'll, we'll watch that happen in Jesus' name. You can't write off someone else's faith. You, you've got you've to dig down. That, that thing inside of you, you've got to listen to it. Listen to this thing inside of you. I'm telling you, it's real. It's real. Listen to this thing inside of you. You know, we, listen, don't, don't, don't push it off. Don't wait. Don't wait. Get, get, get clear. You know, it's why we talk about vision. It's why we talk, it's why we talk about things. We talk about it so much. It's like, get, 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 get in it. Get in it and step in it. When you step in it, you know, 
you, you know, <laughs> just, just be willing to get in it. Just be willing to get in it. You know, when I, when I said yes to my first form of ministry, you know what it was? Um, we were teaching kids or youth. I, I don't know. I got in. I, I jumped in. I jumped into it, and I swam. I swam. I wasn't waiting to be uh, called to, to be the associate pastor. I was uh, a kids pastor or a kids leader. Or, oh, and I went and led Rural Rangers. I forgot about it. I had to throw that one in there. Assemblies of God program. I had Rural Rangers, and I taught, I taught little kids, little kids, seven, eight, and nine. And every week I had three kids, four kids. That's where I started in ministry. It's where, it, and then we we graduated. <laughs> we went to uh, we we had uh, you know we watched youth groups, and we and we sowed there and we planted there and you know what we did along the way? Can I tell you what we did? We learned. See, th- this is the stuff nobody wants to do. They don't. They just they they just want to go from point A to to Z. They don't want. They you know you got to get in and do the hard stuff because see the hard stuff's where you learn. That, that's where that's where you that's where you learn. That's where faith is built. That's where that that's where that inner thing inside of you is built. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful that faith, <laughs> that I'm looking at people of faith. Amen. Let's go to Mark chapter five. I want to I want to show you this real real quick too. Mark chapter five. Mark 25, verse 20, uh, I'm sorry, 525. It says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many, physici- many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard about Jesus, everybody say, when she heard about Jesus. She, heard about Jesus. she came behind him, the crowd, and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she fell. Uh, she felt in her body that she was healed of the afflictions. And Jesus immediately knew, knowing something, I'm sorry, in himself, that power had gone out of him and turned around in the crowd. And he said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitudes thronging you. And you say, who touched me? And he looked around, seeing her and what she had done. But this woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said, daughter, your faith, your faith, get get this, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of all your afflictions. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. And you know, just even even in the, the the very essence of this 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 passage, it's it's such a powerful thing because see, she heard about a man. She heard about a man. See, that's how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing about a man. It, it's not it's not about it's not about hearing about how how great our church is. It's about hearing about Jesus Christ. We have the responsibility to carry the gospel of Jesus, to preach the truth, even when sometimes it may hurt. It may hurt me. It may hurt. It may hurt Pastor Miranda. And it's like I said last week. You know, sometimes Miranda preaches a word. I'm like, man, that's that's. I receive that, amen. You know, I can hear a word that it, it can touch me. It can challenge me, amen. You know why? It's because I've got ears. My ears are open. I want to learn. I want to grow this thing called faith, amen. I I want to grow this thing called faith. She heard about a man, so so faith, you know, we understand faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. This is the this is the very natural thing of faith. She heard about this man named Jesus. She, you know, and, and so what she did, she pressed. She pressed. She pressed. And she was like, you know what? I I, <laughs> I heard about this guy. If only, if only I can get close enough to him, I'll get my healing. 
And see, this is the thing about faith. We can't, we can't get so close to getting there and, 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 and not continue to press. Because it's, it's, you know, it's the inner thing. That, because, you know, listen, this lady wasn't even supposed to be there. She, had, she, she was bleeding. She wasn't even allowed in the temple area. She wasn't even supposed to be there. Outcast, you're outside the gates. That's where you're supposed to be. You're not even supposed to be here. She's contending for a real miracle. She doesn't care whether she lives or dies. And see, <laughs> this is the kind of faith we, we, we have to dare to have. You know, in a world that, that might be confused about what direction it's going, the church should not be confused about where we're going. We shouldn't be confused about seeing the, the lost saved. There, there's things that we should never compromise our faith in. We should never compromise seeing salvations and people one to Jesus Christ. Amen? Because, see, that, that we, we don't compromise that. The assembling and meeting together. <laughs> we shouldn't compromise that. But see, the enemy, that, that's what the enemy, the enemy wants to do that. You know, if, if I can just touch him. You know, you know where her faith was? Her faith was placed in the touch that if I could only touch God, if, if I could only just touch God, if I could only just get to where I could touch him, and I'm telling you, it's one touch. One touch will change your life. When I said yes to Jesus, my life was changed. See, that was, that was one touch. That, that was one touch. But now I can look through the course of my life over 20-some years, and I can see where God had touched my life another time. He touched, you know, see, and that's the thing, that we can keep, you know, watch this, because we can keep moving in faith. We can keep believing in faith for another touch, for another fresh touch of God, for another fresh revelation. Some people might say, well, you know, once you've, once you've got it, you've got it. I, I believe that you can contend for more with God. I believe that in faith that you can keep believing God for things, and you can keep moving in faith. It's not all sealed once you say your prayer of salvation. You, your, your, your destiny, your destiny going to heaven can be still through receiving Jesus Christ. But you, you can lose that. Understand, you can lose your salvation. I made some Calvinists probably mad there. They're probably not watching anyway. But no, you can lose your salvation. You can give it away. Because you know why? It's because that was in your head. It's not in your heart. That, that faith thing I'm talking about comes from your heart. Because when you know about Jesus, it's here that you know. Nobody's going to tell me there's any other way to get to heaven except through Jesus Christ. And I know that I'm looking at people tonight that know that. And maybe I'm preaching to the people online tonight. But I'm telling you, one touch, you can get another touch. You can get another touch from God. Her faith was placed in the touch. You know, one, one touch can change your ministry. One touch can change your business. One touch can change. It, it, can, it, can, it can completely turn around your life. One touch. You know, my friend Angela, one touch. God's transformed things. One touch. How God does that. One touch. But once you get touched, guess what? You're going to contend. you got to contend. You got to contend in faith. You got to contend in faith because you know even when you receive the touch, you know what? Somebody's going to tell you that's not real. Oh, I went to a Dr. Rodney Howard Brown meeting. That's not real. I, I got touched. It wasn't you laying on the floor. It was me. I got touched. <laughs> Do you you understand? You, you follow me? I got touched. And see, when, when hungry people, when hungry people get hungry for the things of God, they'll desire a touch from God. One touch, one touch, they'll desire something from God that's greater. See, it's not, it's God uses people, it's vessels that He uses, but it's God that does the touching. He is, he is the master, He is the master artist in touching people, amen? He, he's, I'm, everything points back to Him. Everything points back to Him. It's page one. All right. God is good. I don't even know where I'm at now. Praise God, because, you know, she, you know, this is the thing. She believed she was going to be healed. 
And how's that going to change her life if she gets healed? It's like, you know, it's like why people, when they say, well, you know, you know, the devil's behind healing. That's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Demons. Demons are, are behind joy. That's got to be the dumbest thing I ever heard. I, but again, my opinion, what I, believe, what I believe in the word of God. God is a healer, amen? God wants me to walk in joy, amen? I, I, I happen to like joy. It's not a bad thing. It's better than being sad. Praise God. I mean, it's like, you know, Hannah. I mean, you know, when joy broke out in her life, get things changed. <laughs> things changed. You know, you, you can carry depression in your life for six, seven, eight, ten years, twelve years, but when joy hits you, it can turn everything. What, what, you know, you, it's like I said earlier, you, you can see frustration, fear, unhappiness, strife, you, bitterness, uh, offense. You're not wearing a mask. You know, you're, you're, you're you're just doing it all wrong. You're just doing it all wrong. You know, Jesus didn't say anything to her. This is what's fascinating even about this story. Jesus didn't say anything to her. He didn't say, be healed, daughter. She wasn't standing in line to get touched. She got hungry. She wasn't in a healing line. Somebody laying hands on her for her to get healed. She got hungry. See, you're... you're you got to get this because, see, this is where faith kicks in. It's, it's your faith in something. It's your faith in something. When, when you begin to believe for it, that's where the release is at. Because she got hungry for Jesus. So when she got hungry for Jesus, she walked up and she touched him. And Jesus said, what was that that just left me? Who, who touched me? I felt virtue. I felt power. I felt, that, I felt the power that's inside of me leave. I mean, it's, you know, it's... It's like laying on of hands. I mean, you can feel power. <laughs> I get, you know, it's not real. no, it's real. You can feel power. You can have somebody lay hands on you. You feel like an electric bolt just hit you. Dr. Morocco's big hand is about the size of this right here. And, like, when he lays hands on you, it, 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 what, what it might look like very hard because I've went back and watched the videos because his whole hand covers your whole head. And it's like, you know, but it doesn't feel that way. It, do, it doesn't feel, you know, it feels like, you know, but, you know, but when you go back and watch the video, there, there's like, what just hit me? If it, <laughs> I'm being serious. There's been times I, <laughs> I've stepped forward at 718. I got my alarm clock wrong. Praise God. But there have been times that I got touched by God. And, and, and you know, and it, and it was just, it was remarkable. It was remarkable. I mean, you know, I, 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 I love remembering those experiences where I've laid on the floor, where I've wept before God, where I've, where I've been touched. I remember a time in Hana where I'm, I'm just carrying on a little bit, but I remember a time in Hana on a Wednesday night. I got touched with the joy of the Lord. I had never experienced that in my life. I had wanted it, you know, I had that with people and asked questions about it. And, and, you know, and I remember Dr. Richard Moore looking at me and he just said, Oh, one day you'll, 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 you know, you'll just, you'll just, it'll hit you. And I just, I said, okay, you know, I had lunch with him and uh, we were at Dr. Rodney's and, and I remember, I remember the time that I literally was on a Wednesday night and I went to step forward and I couldn't move, couldn't move, my legs locked and my next step was flat down on my face. I, I couldn't walk. The, the two times it's ever hit me, I'm paralyzed. My hands lock. I, I don't, I, you know, if I'm going down, I'm going down hard because I, I was like, I can't even hardly get my hands out in front to catch myself. I've got rug burns twice on my forehead from kind of trying to shoulder my way down and then scratching my head across the floor. You know, twice that's happened. But it's like, you know, and I, I, and I, it's, it's just that touch. It's just the touch of God. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. It, God, God wants to touch his people. You know, in this, in Jesus, you know what Jesus did here? And he said, look, daughter, your faith has made you well. It's your faith that has made you well. It's why we contend. You know, and, and, I, you know, and I'll be honest, I am content. You know, we are praying for the churches. S, with, you know, an S at the end. Because we need as many churches as operational now than ever before. 
We, we, we need the body of Christ. We need the operation of the body of Christ right now. We need that. When you recognize faith as a spiritual weapon, and it's something that you can go to battle with, I mean, it, it's, like, it's, like the, it's like the greatest weapon. Because a lot of people and a lot of, a lot of things will, will try to come out against your faith. But when you see faith as, as, as spiritual weapons, you know, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not carnal weapons. But mighty, mighty in God for the pulling down, breaking of strongholds. See, faith breaks things. It, it, it will break things open. The, the, the thing in faith, hear what I'm saying? It's that, that which is inside of you. It, it gets birthed. And when you give birth to it, man, it just things, things break open. Things you, you contend at a, you know, I'm going to tell you, you can contend at a whole other level. You can contend for the miracles of God. You can contend for finances. You can contend at, at whole other levels with God when faith is in operation. But, but you know, understand, when faith isn't, you, you'll, you'll shrink back. You'll look, you'll look like the world a lot of times. You'll, you'll, you'll do things as the world does things. And see, you know, that's the thing. That's the thing over 20-some years that, that you know, even now, I, I'm working at even more and trying to figure out. I don't have to look like this world because, A, I've realized now I'm not of this world. Sounds weird to even say it, but it's true. I'm, I'm not. It's like, you know, Miranda and I were talking today. You know, there, there are things that you get concerned about. Just seeing how everything has flowed the way that it has flowed. You, you get, you, I, but, you know, my heart, I get concerned for people that are lost. It kind of stops and starts there with me. People that are lost that, you know, that aren't exercising faith. People that say, well, we, we've got more time. See, that, that's where people, that's where a lot of people put their faith. But I'm going to tell you, we don't know the time we have left. Jesus, I'm, that's the reality. Jesus could come at any given time. Well, in another year, I'll have a plan. Another six months, I'll have a plan. Three more years, I'll have a plan. You know, you have to contend in faith right, right where you're at. And when you do that, man, I'm telling you, you, you know, that, that's the thing. Things will, things will open up. Things will open up. You know, recognize faith as a spiritual weapon. Hmm. Praise God. I want to ask you, you know, what, what, do you, what do you believe in the Lord for? What do you believe in the Lord for? What are you willing to contend for? Because... It goes beyond believing in your mind to, to, to you filling it here. To you filling it here. To you filling it right here in your, in, in, in your spirit. See, please don't, please don't say uh, one more day. I'll, 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 because, you know, we all can do that. One more day, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. One more day, I'll do this. One more day, I'll do that. What are, you, what are you willing to contend for in the faith? God operates through our faith. We know how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing. We know what faith is. Praise God. Now I'm going to do something a little different tonight. I asked, um, asked my friend from Hawaii to come up so, uh, into evangelism. And I, I, you know, I just, I felt... In my spirit, even today, as I was preparing, it, just to, to have him close out the service tonight. And I told him, I said, you just share whatever's on your heart. But um, I'm going to have him close out tonight's service, and I'm going to have him pray for anybody watching online. I know a lot of people go back and watch our broadcast. And uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have uh, Killa Okoye come up and uh, use your last name. But um, I, I just, uh, you know, I told him to share whatever's on his heart. But I'm going to hand him over the mic, and he'll take some time, and he'll pray, he'll pray at the end. And uh, praise God. Hallelujah. 
You know, it's funny that Pastor Brad was even sharing that story of the woman with the issue of blood. It's the exact story that God gave to me when I left Hawaii. Because I said, God, I'm living one of the most beautiful places in the world, and I'm going to Tampa, Florida, that I have no clue what it's about. I don't know anybody. I don't know who's there. I don't know what exists there. And I need, you know, I need you to show me something in your word that will actually carry me. And by faith, he showed me that story with a woman with the issue of blood. And I said, Lord, that's a story about a woman. What does it have to do with me? He said, by your faith, exactly what that woman contended for, exactly what that woman went after, to touch the hem of Jesus Christ's garment and receive the healing power flowing through her body is the exact same thing that I needed. As I was there in Tampa, Florida, because get this, there was no Hawaiian there. There was no family members there. There was just me by myself. And I feel like in the beginning, I was all alone. But when I go back to the word of God, I go back to the story of the woman with the issue of blood. And when I read the story, and, and even the Lord brought a message in me about that story. It's called the touch of the master. And when, when I began to look at that story, I said, Lord, if you can do it for this woman, all she did was touch the hem of Jesus Christ's garment. And that virtue power went into her body. Anytime I'm feeling like I'm not, I'm by myself. Anytime I'm feeling alone. Anytime I feel like I'm, I'm here, I'm by myself, I'm not with my family. I can get into that story. And I can touch the hem of Jesus Christ's garment. And that same power that went into that woman's body can come into me at that very moment. And I used to get into this story multiple times when I was on my own at my house. Because for, for the first year, I pretty much stayed by myself. And I was at my own apartment. And I got into the story and I just cried out to, to God. I laid on my face for hours. I had nothing to do. But I used to go to Bible school and I used to come home and I used to press in from the time I come home. Like from 1 o'clock to literally sometimes when the sun comes up, I'm just on my face and I'm crying out to God. Lord, I'm here. I'm using my faith. I'm here because you called me. And Lord, because I'm faithful and obedient towards what you have called me to do, that Hawaii shall be shaken. And every person that I come into contact with shall be shaken by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I've seen that happen all across Florida. All across Florida, I've seen people. But it was because, like Pastor Brad said, because I was contending in faith personally by myself. I was crying out for God, just like the woman with the issue of blood. Nobody was telling her, hey, go to Jesus and get, get his hands to lay upon you. No, she was hungry personally for herself. And she said, if I can touch his garment, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. I will be healed. And if you think about that story, it's so crazy because the, the woman that was carrying the issue of blood at that time, she couldn't even be, be in that area at that time because she was considered as unclean. And what would have happened if they found out that she was in that area? She would have got stoned to death. So it's almost like you, if you really, like, the, like, the, like Pastor Rodney, he talked about getting into, into the story and actually being there at that moment at the same time as the woman with the issue of blood and actually crawling on the ground with her like she was crawling because he said, touch the hem of his garment. Where is the hem of the garment many times in a garment? It's on the bottom. It's not up here by his neck. So if, she, if you think about it, she was actually crawling on her hands and knees to the crowd because it's like she was sneaking in because nobody could see her. Because if they found out, they would have stoned her to death. And I feel that's all, that's all my life was. I was privately seeking God. Nobody knew. It's like what you said about Pastor Miranda. She was doing it in privately. Therefore, God rewarded her openly. God re rewarded me openly in front of everybody that made, basically was trying to get to positions in the, in the church, trying to get positions in, in, in different areas. But I, was, I wasn't trying to do that at all. And I know the Lord told me, he said, when you get to this area, here's what you need to do. Just remain quiet. Don't even tell anybody that you used to preach. Don't even tell anybody you've seen legs grow out. Don't even tell anybody you used to lay your hands on a sick and you see them recover. Don't say nothing. Just be quiet and humble yourself. And when you humble yourself, I will exalt you in due season. I will exalt you in the due time. So what I'm trying to say in that story is, Many of you that is on this broadcast and even sitting here tonight, many, maybe you might be telling yourself, what is the very thing exactly that God is calling me to do in this moment? And even I was talking to Pastor Brad earlier. He's like, he said, hey, how's it going? I said, to be honest with you, right now it's like very frustrating because to go from three and a half years of, of consistently being outdoor and preaching the gospel every week, every weekend, outreaches, every like week-long outreaches, crusades, preaching, 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 and now he's like, you're locked up in the house. 
It's like it's the most frustrating moment. But you know what is the crazy thing about it? It's like you have time to contain in your faith. You have time to plan. You have time to get into the Word and get hungry for God. You have time to lay out your business plan that God has given you. You have time to put to practice the very thing that He has given you that will fund the end time harvest or that will fund your ministry. So what am I saying? Just like the woman with the issue of blood, you need to run after Jesus and run with strong faith. The Bible says be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And even, even crazy what he was saying earlier about the prophecies, the prophecies that has been spoken over your life. You know that 1 Timothy 1.18 says that we need to wage war with the prophecies that has gone before us. If you notice, the prophecies that has been spoken over my life, I don't care what anybody tell me. Somebody can come and threaten me with a knife and say, hey, that prophecy will not come to pass because I will slice your head off right here. I said, no, it's coming to pass. I don't care what you say. I'm going by the word of God. I'm strong in my faith. I'm violent in their faith. Doesn't matter what anybody say. The fire of God will fall across the Hawaiian chain. And every single Hawaiian will be born again and they will be set ablaze by the fire of God. One of the prophecies that I wage war with almost every single day of my life is that prophecy that came from Evangelist Ted Sr. He said Hawaii will be known as a revival state. He didn't say thousands upon thousands. In that prophecy, he said millions upon millions will come into the kingdom of God. And that's, the, that's one of the prophecies I wage war with. I have it recorded on my phone, and I play this thing over and over. I remember when I used to work at the church security. I used to work the night shift from, from 11 at night to 7 in the next morning. Many nights I used to listen to this prophecy over and over. And I said, Father, you said in your word, I need to wage war with the prophecies that is gone before me. This is the prophecy for my life. I am in this prophecy. It doesn't matter who's there right now. It doesn't matter who's going to come there with me. I am part of this prophecy. And you said in your word, if I wage war with it, it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. So something that has been spoken over every one of your lives, even the ones that is watching on live broadcast, you need to begin to cry out to God and use your strong faith and be violent in it and wage war with the prophecies that has gone before you. Because nobody else can do it for us. Nobody. It's a, it's a personal thing that you get, a, get alone with God and say, God, I know this has been spoken over my life, but what do I need to do for it to come to pass? You know, one of the great men of God, they said, yes, you can pray, but prayer without planning is actually like a burden to God. But when you pray with a plan, you become a co-laborer with God. So it's like you join up and you become in covenant with God because you, have a, you are praying, but then you have a plan laid, laid, laid out in front of you so you can follow. And then by the prayer that you're doing, you get the answers to follow that plan. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So I just wanted to share about that. And, you know, if you're watching tonight, I'm going to give you three categories in, the, in this altar call. And in the, in the three categories that I'm going to tell you about, even if you're sitting in here tonight, it's going to basically mention everything that, that can happen in somebody's life who went away from God, who's serving God. And even if you're on uh, set ablaze for the, with the fire of God, the, I'm going to mention things in these three categories. That might pertain to you. And if it pertains to you, Jesus Christ has his arms wide open. And he says, come in, my son. Come in, my daughter. Today is the day of salvation. Do not focus on tomorrow. For the Bible says tomorrow is not promised. For today has its own troubles. So I'm going to tell you right now. Number one, if you never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior... Meaning, if you never publicly accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you never confessed Jesus Christ. He even told us in his word that if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father who is in heaven. If that is you tonight, you need to come into the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ is standing with his arms wide open. He, didn't, he doesn't care what you did. He doesn't care what went on five minutes ago, one hour ago, or one year ago. Just like my life. My life was backed up from the floor up. I was broke, busted, and disgusted. But Jesus Christ came. He gave me that opportunity to call upon his name. His arms was wide open. He said, come in, my son. I have a brand new life for you. And that is your portion tonight. And number two, you know, you did make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. But for some reason, it was like a hurricane came from hell and hit you and caused you to slip off of your feet. And you did not know what to do. 
It may, be, it may be was things that people can actually see that is around you. Maybe it was a bankruptcy. Maybe you went through some kind of divorce. Maybe, maybe, maybe you had a loss of a loved one. Maybe you had a betrayal of a close friend. Maybe, maybe something came in and knocked your wind out that you could not breathe anymore. Or maybe it's the hidden things that comes and clogs the heart of man. I'm talking about jealousy, lust, bitterness, rage, anger. All the things that comes and clogs the heart of man and stops you from receiving uh, what God has for you. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is here to renew you. He's here to set you free. He's here to make you brand new and bring your life from old and bring it into brand new. And the third category, you know, you, you might be saying to yourself like, hey, preacher, I did make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. I am winning souls. I am on fire for God. I'm pressing into the word of God three, four times a day. But let me tell you something. The devil keeps coming and lying to you in your head and telling you you're not saved. I'm here to tell you right now. There was a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ died upon that cross. So you didn't need to go to devil's hell that you can shun hell and gain heaven. Today is that day. And if that is you, I want you to say this after me with your heart and lips out loud. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I thank you that you are the son of the living God. I thank you that you died for me. And on the third day, you rose again. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the loss. A hunger for the things of God and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now declare this with every breath that you have so all hell can hear you say, I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Well, just to let every one of you know, and, and those are watching online, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I tell you today that all of your sins are forgiven. And always remember, run to God and not from God because he loves you and he has a great plan for your life. And the Bible also tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The old has gone. Behold, all things have become brand new. God bless you. We love you.